All right, coming up, we got Caden with us. We got Pep back. We got Uncle Clint here. We're talking the Shohei contract. We're going to jump into that first. We're going to do a little NBA in-season tournament. Then we're going to jump to the NFL and finish up with some Chicago sports talk. And we'll also maybe do a little recap of the greatest hit debate because I uh, listening back to that, that was fun. So it's the sports life. We're talking sports. Let's go. All right. So we're starting off. Last week, we got into this Shohei thing a little bit. Uh, we all kind of agreed that the Dodgers were going to be the team. I've been saying this for the better part of two months, three months. It was like this was a foregone conclusion that that's where he was going to go. I didn't know that the deal was going to work out the way that it did. Kind of the valuation was about where we thought, but the creativity behind it, I didn't really see. But it was interesting that he came up last week. We were talking about him in, in the greatest hitter thing, you know, as you know, a guy later in the conversation with some of the things that he's been doing. But to summarize this thing, and, and details are actually still coming out on this deal, but we're talking seven years, $700 million, He's only taken $2 million a year. They're deferring $68 million a year. And then he's going to get paid that $68 million a year after the 10 years are up in the deal. And the way I understand it is that $44 million a year goes into escrow. So the Dodgers take a $46 million a year uh, hit against the cap, basically, or, or what counts towards them. So that's the way I understand the deal. Um, Shohei really tried to work this deal to win, which I, which I like. I mean, that's why he went to the Dodgers. I'm just getting upset here about the Dodgers. I mean, the, the Dodgers now, uh, breaking news as of like 15 minutes ago, looks like they're going to pull off a trade for Glass now. Uh, the middle of their lineup has Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and now Shohei Otani in there. And we're sitting over here as Cubs fans going, yeah, we got counsel. <laughs> it's, it's just tough because we need to make moves. There's guys coming off the board right now. Uh, we got corner infield positions to fill. We got some pitchers out there. You know, I like Bieber. But I'd like you guys to just jump in on your thoughts on this show. The, the Dodgers are the National League version of the New York Yankees. When you need to go get somebody, you spend the money and you go get them. I mean, the Cubs have notoriously not done that. And that's the difference between a winning franchise on a consistent basis and not a winning franchise on a consistent basis. I mean, you know, the, the Yankees who I thought were in Shohei sweepstakes, went and got Soto, and then once they got Soto, they figured, well, we got him and we can save some money and build up our pitching staff and, and, and get stronger in places like that. The Cubs are sitting on their hands not doing anything. They got to get – we got to get our corner infields short up here going into next year, and, and we need to get some uh, help in the bullpen too. But, but to the Shohei thing, I think at the end of this thing, he's going to end up probably – being a relief pitcher of some sort. He's already had two Tommy John surgeries. I want to um, let him pitch again. He's I just already, want him to hit. For, for $700 million, <laughs> you, you got to use him as a pitcher. You know, you can't you can't pay a guy that much just to hit. But I think he's going to end up eventually in the relief role because he did have two Tommy Johns already. Um, but they're not going to just keep him in that. I, I don't think they'll keep him just as a hitter and, and, and not use him as a pitcher somewhere down the road. But I think eventually he's going to end up going and doing either middle relief or, or end up maybe a top closer in the game. Yeah, I uh, think... Somewhere down the road. I think, uh, yeah, the Cubs really need to, I mean, do something. Especially with uh, Candelario who had, he had a really good start uh, for the Cubs. Um, he, kinda, he had that, like, eight hits in, like, three games. He's now to the Reds. 
and it looks like Nick Madrigal. I, I just don't. I hear he, he was really good for the Cubs, but he I don't know. He was good. He was, he was a second baseman going into the Cubs, and he, he's not going to leave as a third baseman. He played a good role for him. Um, yeah. But Patrick Wisdom, he they cut the cup. They lost. They signed for a one year deal, but Did I they think resigned they, him. Yeah, why would you resign a guy who hits one ninety? Wow. Um, but, um, Here, here's one of the things, Caden, is that when you look at what you look at this and you go, for how much the Cubs need, not getting Shohei is probably a long term a good thing for them. Meaning that he would have sucked up. I heard that they that they have about eighty million open that they can fill here. If all that went to Shohei, they really their team was not one player away. So my thought is is that long term, it was really cool to talk about Shohei to the Cubs. But best for the Cubs, given how much money they actually spend, hopefully spend, I should say, you're better off not getting one player and piecing together. With $80 million bucks, you can land a couple of quality pitchers and fill those corner infield need, spots with some power. We need I mean, Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso needs to be one of the He's Cubs a free agent, right, Alonso? Yes. We need to get him. He needs to be wearing a Cub uniform and playing first base for us next year. What about this Chapman guy? Is he someone they're thinking about he, getting? He, he, he can play, play third base I like us, Hoskins. So. Or, the or Cubs have a better chance to get Reese Hoskins and Matt Chapman. My dream third baseman for the Chicago Bo Cubs Bichette. is Bo Bichette. I don't like Bo Bichette as a shortstop in Toronto, I and I think that I, I like him moving to third on a team that has a middle infield like the Cubs do. And the problem is is that Toronto's too good. I mean, Toronto was in the sweepstakes for Shohei. Really? They said it looked like the betters thought that's where he was going. Money was moving to Toronto uh, at the last moment there, people thought Shohei was going there, and sure enough, he went where everybody or most of us thought he was going anyway. But Bo Bichette is a player that I want to see in Chicago. I just, uh, Yeah, he's really good. He's athletic. But when you watch him at short in Toronto, I feel like that's yeah, not his natural position. I feel like he would be better at third. And the Cubs infield, I'm talking about building an infield. I'm talking about Alonzo at first, Dansby and Horner up the middle, and Bo Bichette at third. This is, the, this is, it. This is what we need. This is, the, this is what the Cubs This, this is what Cubs fans deserve. Yeah, he played third, right, Dante? Yeah. Dante Bichette, I believe, was a third baseman. That could be arguably the best infield in the league. Do you think the Cubs fans deserve that? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We Okay, teams are making moves now. Soto's off the board. Glasnow's traded. Shohei's gone. The Japanese pitcher, Yamamoto, looks like he's going to either one of the New York squads or he'll end up with the Giants. The Giants will get somebody here. Yeah. The Giants they got money. Go the, uh, Dodgers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. The Giants. Yeah, I heard that they met with them and like, all the stars over there. When you got the cash, you can make it happen. Let me let me ask this, right? So you guys were talking about Shohei, and you know maybe he doesn't pitch, or obviously he's not going to pitch next year for the vast majority of next year. It just makes me think, like when I look at that Dodgers lineup now, it's very formidable. But so was Atlanta's lineup this year. And really if you know, baseball, anything can happen. Exactly. And, you know, a few bad games between Shohei and Betts or something, and the season's over once you get to the playoffs. So as much as I like to see a team really, you know, build a strong offense the way Atlanta had it last year, you can be gone in a moment if those guys don't perform at the same time during a very short series and that thing's over. So how much better is a Betts, Freeman, Shohei than the combination that the Braves had two through seven last year? If, if Dave Roberts doesn't win a World Series within the next two or three years, he should be fired. Oh, God. I mean, that, that's just, there's no reason he shouldn't win. They got to win. Well, I was They're thinking, stacked. I, I was thinking, like, everyone's everyone's discussing, oh, yeah, Shohei, $700 million. Mm-hmm. This is more likely not going to happen, but 
what if, like, even this year, like, let's say Shohei bats 230. Just just out of the note, let's say that happens. That dude's not hitting 230. From, 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 <laughs> this guy's the best hitter in baseball. But what happens, man? They, he, they're invested in this guy now. I mean, he, unless he comes. There's always so much pressure. He, he's, he's always used to doing good, but he's not used to carrying a team to victories. He released the pressure valve a little bit by only taking the two million a year and deferring the deal and doing some of the He's team. Win. Yeah, some of the team friendly things that he did made a might have pulled a little bit of that He's pressure. He's also off. got guys who can hit in front of him and behind him to take pressure off of him because he, that's true. He's, he's got that lineup is loaded, loaded, and he can they can put him somewhere in there with a hot hitter even if they got to move him in the lineup to kind of protect him to, to take the pressure off of him until he gets going. I mean, that's just that lineup's just got too much. They should to win, right? They should yeah, be the odds-on favorite to win the World Series. Can't see him not winning. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that 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 was a huge factor for him, the protection in the lineup. Because I, I started looking at the you know think being a Cubs fan, thinking that they had a chance. I remember looking at the lineup going. I think you're going to get a little more protection <laughs> with Betts and Freeman. Freddie I mean, the Freeman, Cubs had no the Cubs have no protection in the lineup for him. Even I mean, like when the Cubs had Sosa, you could have pitched around Sosa a lot of those years and, and, and been okay because he didn't have a lot of protection around him. I mean, you got to show he's in a good situation. He's on the West Coast, and he deferred money to to allow them to be able to win and. He's going to be in a lineup where he's going to be protected, and he, and that will help him make sure that the spotlight doesn't uh, over overdo what he needs. Now, you build a pitching staff that can stay healthy for you. You are going to be a contender in this league, and if you guys had to take your shot, uh, obviously we have a little more info on Glasnow now, but if you had to take one between Bieber, Glasnow, and Snell, you know, who do you like? I think Glasnow is the most injury-prone. I, I, I like Snell on those three guys myself. Snell, Snell's a, Snell can pitch. He's the Bieber's workhorse. Good. Yeah, he, Bieber, ha, I think Bieber's probably got the nastiest stuff nasty. of the group. I think Snell he is probably your... out of nowhere, like, in, like, like, he made it all save in 2019, but, like, in 2018, he was, like, <coughs> I don't even remember I would like to see the Cubs land one of those three guys and then either Alonzo or Chapman. I know they can't... I want both. Don't get me wrong. I want multiple. But I'm saying right now, you start seeing these guys come off the board. Now, you got me nervous. You've been talking to me for weeks. We all get show. Hey, they won't pony up any money. They won't do this. And now I'm sitting back here thinking, maybe he's right. Maybe their big splash was Craig Council for $8 million. I don't think the Cubs wanted show. Here, here's my thing. Too much money. Here's my thing, Pat. They're building multi-million dollar hotels down in Wrigley Field and are selling out every day whether they spend the money or not. Where lose? So if, you're the, if you're the owner of a team, why are you going to spend $600 million on a guy when the stadium is full every day whether you yeah. spend it or not? It's just not going to happen. The Cubs are notoriously yeah. not spenders. Let me tell you some other guys that are chewing up some money out in L.A. Chris Taylor, Muncie, Hayward. These guys, when you look at their payroll, Hayward? these guys are yes. Oh my Hayward is he had a good year last year. I know, year. I heard he had a good year, but wow. Hayward stinks. He stink. I don't, don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. We got to look up these Caden. Pull Hayward's numbers from last year. I think we as Cubs I, I heard fans he did improve a, a year, so. but that's what I'm saying. Improved year, probably I'm saying, better than any year. But he has the good defense. You might be right about that. But again, you just mentioned again uh, the protection in the lineup, yeah. no expectation, sure. right? You put a guy down you in the eight hole or something, seventh and just get you know hit. It's fine, like, exactly. That's every, what like every four days. Can you can you get us some uh, can you get us some Hayward numbers from last season? That would be good because of I'm course. I'm um, curious. 
because the Dodgers, I, I started to pull, I pulled up their payroll sheet. That's where I looked at it. I'm like, you got, they had six guys up to 160 uh, million. Bet Mookie Betts is a tremendous player. Was he second in MVP voting? He's tremendous. Oh my God. Mookie well, Mookie, Mookie Betts was a guaranteed MVP last year with a, if Acuna didn't have the, you know, the year that Acuna had. I think oh. Mookie was right there. Um, he batted. Uh-oh, Caden's got the mic in his hand now. Oh, Look boy. out. Look out. He batted 269 with 90 hits, 40 RBIs, 34 walks, 64 strikeouts, 56 runs, 334 at-bats, all right, all right, that's and 124 game, games played. And 124 games played? 269 for the Cubs. No, no, by Hayward's high, standards, what we got used to, yeah, that's a great year for him. Actually, no, but now what we paid him for. Two seventy with the Cubs. What did he hit the World Series year? Because that was a major clubhouse year for him. <laughs> two thirty. Two thirty. That's two ninety three in two thousand fifteen. If you could have seen like prime Hayward, this guy looked like you'd be picking up a future Acuna or something. Until he got hit in the head. Once remember that home run he hit? And that remember early in his career. The guy he had missile. it. He had it, man. It, Once unreal. He got hit in the head. It, everything went downhill from there. He was horrible with the Cubs, though. But the, the best thing about off-season baseball is every week we'll jump on this show and we'll have something new to talk about. Even right now, like coming into here, we weren't really thinking about Glass now. I mean, it, maybe the Cubs, we were hoping would get them somewhere. But all of a sudden, boom, that deal's done. You find out about it right before we get on here. And sure enough, it's like the Dodgers are really setting themselves up. They're attacking pitching now. And like Pep said, they're probably going to be in the market for these Japanese guys as well. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, anybody else got anything on the MLB front? Um, Yeah, I mean, the Cubs, I mean, the center field position is kind of, like, kind of confusing for the Cubs because it really depends what route they want to take. Do they really want to focus on – I mean, everyone's saying, oh, we got to focus on the cornmeal infield, but what about, you know, what about our bullpen? I mean, do we really have that much weapons in our bullpen? Like – like Look though, we're Merriweather. everyday players, right? We got to make sure we got great everyday players and bullpen stuff. You can fill in around trade deadline time. A lot of late season moves you can make with with bullpens and or bullpen players and guys that aren't everyday players. But when you go into your season, you got to have everyday guys. I, I do think though, and I said this a couple of weeks ago. I think the Cubs retain Bellinger. I really think he's going to stay. You still there. think that, especially since the Yankees signed Soto now. So that's one team off the board that. That could have been in the market for Bellinger. I really believe Cody's going to stay here, and we're going to keep him. We need him now. I mean, we lose him. I think. think Aiden, what's your Bellinger prediction? I thought you had a belly prediction. Uh, I said we keep him because, well, I think I think personally, I think Bellinger's going to want to go to go to the keep go with the Cubs because I feel like his top two spots were like um, the Dodgers in New York and the Giants. But I just, I, I just think New York is a no. The Dodgers are a no, and I just don't know. If it was me, if it was me, I got a prediction for where he's going. If it was me, Bellinger could easily take care of one of your corner infield spots and play first base, and you can put somebody else in the outfield. He's not playing play third base. Field. I want Belly back. He's going to want too much, and he's, he's going to land. Too much. He's going to land. <laughs> I don't think one in San be- Francisco. 
That's Ooh. where he's going to land. They got the money. There, nobody's really wanting to jump there. He's going to go take the big contract. There. There's another thing. They're saying the Blue Jays are predicted to pivot oh, to Cody yeah. Bellinger. Oh, okay. Well, geez, that would have been yeah, my second. Shohei, Shohei, yeah. Once Shohei's gone, now like, things are going to start happening. What about teams so, like, right. like the Baltimore Orioles? This is a young, this is a young squad of the Orioles, and they they got like a disappointing end of this season, and they're like not like not in the discussion, but like no any kid, no cash. Who? The Orioles have no cash. Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're a low payroll team. Because they're a small market, low payroll team, they're automatically out of the game on these guys. They just cannot afford to pay those kind of players. uh, Yeah, they're far players. But so for center field, I say I say resign Bellinger because that creates a lot of less stress. Um, first you can put Bellinger in. You can put him at. He can play first, right? Yeah, and center. He he's probably better at center. He would be my first baseman next year. And then I, I really I, like Suzuki. I think Suzuki's going to have a monster year this year. I just think he's going to come he in. Start in September. I, I I think he's going to have a really good year. I, I mean, he was he got so hot late in the season. I mean, yeah, yeah, he really did. I think talk. I think I I'm not sure about P. Crow Armstrong. You could put Morrell in center. You could do Talkman. I mean, the Cubs got a lot of choices. Or the, if they want to go out and get somebody. I would use Morell in center. He's been my guy all last year, but I, I think you're going to end up losing him. I think you're going to end up probably trading. If Morrell. the Cubs want to get a guy like Pete like Pete Alonso think, you know, or like Matt Chapman, they're going to trade Morell. I think you're right. I think he ends up getting traded if they make moves. Um, before we move on from the MLB, I wanted a quick recap on on last week, which was so much fun having all you guys together to do the the greatest hitter thing. My I would say my my favorite moment listening back to it was Pep. Oh, going, go, Pep, Pep goes, you know, 220 walks, bonds, one whatever, 98, bonds. And, like, you, when you went through your, your list of the thing where he was, like, top three in them, I just thought it was hilarious because you just came out firing with these two lists of this season on base percentage. And, that was fun. Uh, yeah, it was. That was yeah, fun. Dude, that was fun. to remind you guys yeah, that I knew you'd have Dallas something. was going to beat Philadelphia last week. Oh, yeah, no, oh, I know. Well, we'll, get, hey, we'll get into, oh, that. We get into that. We'll get into that. All right, so we're moving on. All right, so before we go NFL, we're going to give a quick little shout-out to the NBA in-season tournament. I, I mentioned it before the season, before this thing kicked off, uh, so I can describe what it is so people understand it. and kind of I gave a little detail on how it laid out and things like that. But what, what I liked about it, I just had a few takeaways from kind of the final four, which was the Pacers box, and then you had the Pelicans Lakers, and then it ended up being Lakers uh, Pacers for the final. But a couple takeaways here. One was that the Pacers being kind of a low payroll team really were pushing hard to win this thing uh, with the financial incentives that were there, which was pretty cool. The Halliburton guy looks like the real deal. Where did he come from? I mean, he can't, what happened was he was in Sacramento, and they didn't like him with uh, – they thought him and I think Fox were too similar. And so they moved him. They traded him to the Pacers, and they got and the Kings got Sabonis. So it was a, an odd trade where both teams really benefited. I mean, because Sabonis is a top. Sabonis is a really good player. This guy averages double double, right? Sabonis, yeah, yeah. And Sabonis is like a, too, and, right? and this guy too, yeah. yeah. So this guy's a stud. Sabonis is a stud. It worked out for the Kings. It worked out for the Pacers. Um, he's got he he's interesting to watch. He's got kind of a funny looking jump shot, but it yeah, goes in. Weird. Yeah, he's got a weird looking jump yeah, shot. Yeah. He's kind of got, you know, he can go zero to 60 pretty quick. Like when he decides to hit a hole, he can take it in and he's pretty smooth. So I liked him. Um, seeing the, the Bucks, they, they're just going to have a defense issue the whole season. They just don't, they can't guard quickness. 
And you'll see when you look at Bucks games, when they win, it's like 130-125. They just give up too many points. So I don't think – I love the Dame-Giannis combo for points. But, man, for defense, them losing Holiday, that hurts. And they need defense. If they they get into a point of the season where they can pick somebody up on the defensive end, they're going to have to make that move. Um, go ahead. Today's NBA. Oh, God. Would you stop? Much, there's not much defense players. There's there's high none. Games. None. They don't well, play defense man. anymore. Go look at the Jordan days. The defense. Guys, we're lucky they scored 100 points. Now we're scoring 130 every they, game. They've changed the game for it's more difference. offense. What's the problem with people scoring? It's fun to watch, it's just, man. It's, it's, it's just a different offense, It's a different brand of there's basketball. There's no defense. The other thing is they, they – that you're forgetting there is that there was no three pointers back in the day. It changes the scoring of the game way more than way more than defense does. When guys are chucking up thirty to forty three pointers a game, and thirty to forty percent of them are going in, yeah. that you're talking about every three pointer is an extra point in that possession, which is why the scores, which is the big driver of why the scores are up more so than defense. There's way more threes going in. It's oh, just yeah. plain and simple. I mean, the game right now is good shooter. It's threes and layups, or threes, layups, and dunks. There's a very limited mid-range game going on, and that's just what the game is today. But I mean, here I, the other guy I, want, I had to jump it. We talked to about it a little bit uh, last week. Zion, he gets in this game when we were on the air last week. Uh, the game was on, so we didn't know what would end up happening. But you got 24-year-old Zion Williamson and 38-year-old LeBron James. And if you would have no idea which one was 38 and which one's 24. The, the 24-year-old is coming up to the free throw line, and his belly's moving. You can see it through the jersey. He's a big boy. His belly's moving. And and the fact is is that because he can't stay in shape, he's going to get hurt oh. because he's so physically special. He'll be in the league much longer. He likes just to pace. eat. He, but he's but he's Whoppers, so but Big Macs, he, he's, Taco Bell. He's so physically special that it's actually going to cause him to get hurt because your body can't handle. No, he. They said that I've heard, I've heard, you know, on ESPN and some of the talk shows and whatnot that this dude clears the table. Like they said, <laughs> they said he will eat you out of house, man. Like this guy is. Oh, he's a big boy. He, he's a big boy. And then the other takeaway there are they? They got a good team. Are they, what's their They're in the playoffs. The I mean, they got yeah. The Pelicans got uh, a good team. Lost, I think I've seen the difference is um, a lot of centers are hitting threes. I mean, um, the Bulls are on right now, and Nikola Vucevic he's hit nine threes. Are you serious? Wait, no. That don't sound. No, right, he hit two threes. Now. <laughs> <Nine> <laughs> all right, threes, all right. Give your man. Bulls, give your Bulls thing later. But when the amazing thing to me there is, like I say, you got the twenty-four year old, the thirty-eight year old. There's times where LeBron James in bursts still looks like he's the fastest guy on the court, and that just amazes me. Like, I mean, there's spurts he's still where still a top five player. Yeah, I agree. Maybe the top player still. I'm telling you, there are there are people that would take him. You know, for one season, they would still take him first. I mean, well, is that year, good? When uh, Bronny comes out, he might be changing teams. Yeah. Bronny just had his debut. I know, but I don't know that. Bronny's going to be good enough after one year. I think he's going to need multiple years. I think initially LeBron was thinking that Bronny would be like a one and done, but uh, Bronny with like his health issues and stuff, they got to figure that out. And then the question is, does the other kid make it? The other kid's going to be a lot bigger, but he's not as athletic and talented as Bronny, so that'll be kind of interesting. But the way LeBron looks right now, there's there's no reason to think that he can't play another three or four seasons. I mean, because he hasn't even – Reach that stage in his career Lakers where he's like, this year. yeah, they got a big strong team, and, and if AD plays the way that he's he capable plays. of playing, because like, Davis he's, plays up to his level, they're right there. Davis, Davis shows right up, there. they're Dude, tough to be. Here's here's the thing, 
AD in the championship game goes 40 and 20 with like four or five blocks. He was unstoppable. Along with the offense, he was unstoppable on defense. But he's playing against Miles Turner. What happens when he's got seven games against the Joker? What happens when he's got seven games against Joel Embiid? That's where I don't trust AD. That that I just don't trust him to be physical and dominant when he plays against the other big dogs in the league. And he has to be. That's what LeBron thought he was getting when he, you know, moved heaven and earth to make sure AD ended up with the Lakers. He hasn't gotten what he thought he was going to get no. in AD. And and he's just too inconsistent. That's yep. the bottom line. He's injury prone. He gets hurt a lot. But, man, when he shows you what he's capable of, like he did in that 40-20 game, because the Lakers right now, when you watch them, they are big and they are strong. They got a big, strong team. They'll struggle with athleticism a little bit. But you still have AD. Like, people are going, oh, AD went 40-20 and 20 in the championship, but LeBron still won the the, the MVP. Well, this tournament thing. Are they doing this throughout the year? No, it's a one-in season tournament, but they're going to do it every year. Okay, so that's it. They're done. The whole purpose was to fill that hole in the season to where no one has interest in the regular season NBA. I figured they'd do a couple throughout the season. Yeah, no, that's it. Just one, because once you hit all-star break, there's some interest. And the second half of the season, you start looking at playoffs. You start looking at who's going to be there. So it was kind of an interesting play. I think that it worked. If you were watching the Pacers-Lakers it, the Pacers got it down to about, I think they got it to a three-point game with like six minutes left. It felt like playoff intensity. Yeah. I mean, the crowd was into it. Then the Lakers ended up pulling away. But I can tell you that the players on both sides were playing like that was a playoff game, like the like a game seven, you know, one, you know, winner goes home type of deal. And it got very intense for about three or four minutes in the fourth quarter of that game. That was really fun to watch. So I think the NBA uh, has something good there. I the think, ratings were up. It yeah, was good. I think that they may make some tweaks. I, I, they have to do something about the point differential. They'll probably change that. I think this is what I think they should do. I think they should whoever wins it should make um um uh, like just like a um whoever wins the tournament has like um spots in the playoffs. I, I saw oh, that mentioned. Yeah, they should. They should do some sort of incentive to that. I was thinking you get a, you get yourself a ping pong ball in the lottery or something. You know, like you get in and you get it. They give you two ping pong balls to throw in the lottery pot or something like that. But I like the playoff spot idea. Um, like I say, the only mistake they had this year was if you guys saw it, the tail end of the four games to get in, which were like the group play games, teams were uh, running up scores. They were running up scores. They couldn't. They, there was teams up twenty five, and they couldn't put their bench guys in because they needed to win by more than the other team that they were tied with to to qualify for the bracket. So they need to change that. I'm thinking. I heard Bill Simmons say maybe like do it by the quarters or something like that. There's some other ideas that they'll have to turn up. But for the most part, they, they seem to figure it out pretty well. They were able to make all the games count towards the regular yeah, season. Great. I like the like the lights and stuff. Yeah. For sure. The floor finishing it in Vegas made it kind of a show. And then having like a one-and-done bracket in the NBA is so much different oh, than yeah. like a seven-game series. So that was cool. Um, last thing I'll mention about the NBA, Giannis went for 64 last night. And whenever somebody goes for 60-plus, especially a player like Giannis who does it pretty efficiently, minimal shots taken, no threes. There were no threes in the no 64. Threes. And um, 
it ended up getting tarnished a little bit by him running around the stadium trying to find the game ball. The Pacers, (laughs) like, hid the game ball on him. Giannis still doesn't think he got the game ball. Giannis thinks that the game ball was uh, stolen. stolen. He's like, it feels like a new ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball, you know. But uh, Giannis is a very likable player. You know, when you hear him, when you listen to him, he's just – he seems like he's a family dude, and yeah, I remember just... when they won the uh, championship. He ordered like a hundred piece McNugget on Instagram Live. Oh yeah, right. Like he's known for eating some junk food, which I don't know how the guy's built like a, a Greek god, basically. But uh, yeah, you got to give guy a mention when he goes Him for six. Zion should be hanging around in the same place. When it comes oh to eating, yeah, don't eat uh, McNuggets. If you have to talk about staying in shape to a professional athlete that's making thirty million dollars a year. I'm sorry, I will not put my franchise on your on your back. I won't do it. No way. So, all right, that's our NBA. I know these guys are itching for the NFL. We're moving on. All right, NFL, I'm going to introduce what happened last week <laughs> on, my, on my pick six. Okay, so my pick six was a disaster, and I'd say that I probably gave the worst football analysis. Like, listen back to the pod just to hear how I made the picks. And, like, not only were the picks bad, the analysis was bad. Like, everything was bad. Dallas always chokes when they play a good team. They killed, you know, they ate up Philly. Um, All these things I was saying. So, here's what I lost. I lost the Bears. Um, The Bears did their thing against Detroit. I had Detroit. The Jets all of a sudden offensively explode to take out Houston, which I'm still shaking my head on that one. The Chiefs went down. They had to cover two and a half against Buffalo. They had, uh, you saw the Patrick Mahomes uh, meltdown about the offensive offsides deal. And then he deal. said something to Josh Allen. Like, the guy was so oh, yeah. far offsides, it's not even funny. He was way offsides. Oh, yeah. No, he was, yeah, he was way offsides. So you had that game. You had the Eagles I had over Dallas. They were, they were getting three and a half points. And then the Packers covering six and a half against the Giants disaster. And then the Miami one was funny. It came down to the very end. I'm going, I'm going to get one game here. I'm going to get one game. Miami goes up 14 we'll points late. And then in the last five minutes of the game, Miami actually lost the I game know. to Tennessee. So, you know, disastrous week for me there. So I need you guys. I'm definitely going to need you guys here in my picks. I mean, I'm going to bring them up. Give me what you got. I mean, right I now, have, like, just a quick games. update here. Vegas 28, Chargers 0. So, in terms of that game, um, we are not going to be betting that, but no, Vegas seems no like Justin, they would have been. No Justin Herbert. Oh, I know. I have lost Vegas defense. Vegas only favored by two and a half in that game, so that would have been a nice one to pick. I got oh, hey, they have 18 points. All right, hey, one at a time here because I got – I need picks. I got, There's I got three six, Saturday games. games. There's three Saturday games here, Pat. I got Cincinnati covering three and a half over the Vikings. I took the Bengals also. That's Wait, I'm wait, at. no, I'm, I'm just reading them off. Okay. You like that game? I like that game. All right, he likes Cincinnati. I think either. Cincinnati covers against Minnesota. Okay, you like Cincy over yes. Minnesota. Now, you do know uh, Madison's out in that game, and Ty Chandler's going to be the top uh, back in that game. I'm just I, throwing it out there. I think that quarterback from Cincinnati is coming out strong. I think they win that game easy. Pep, what do you got? I like the Broncos over the Lions. Bron- Broncos over the Lions. I'm looking for that game. i got to give the line. i got to see where it's at here. I don't do anything with the Lions every time I know. Okay, you don't like the Lions? So I, what I, happened? I, they burn me every time. <laughs> I kind of I like that pick, Pep, because you got Detroit's favored by four and a half in that game. So you got, you know, they got they got to cover a number there. So we're going Denver there. They, I'm, I'm not making my picks. I'm just telling you what the game is. Uh-huh. The Colts are favored by two and a half over Pittsburgh. A 
think Pittsburgh wins that game. But the the, the game that's probably going to snake bite me, the easiest pick of the week, should be anybody that plays the Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah. uh, I think the Falcons easily cover three in that game. Three and a half, I got. But that's a, I got to go with what's on my sheet because I'm okay. not going to. That's what I'm going to. But it's three and a half. And did you guys get a chance, speaking of that one there, look at Bryce, uh, his numbers. I mean, this is a disaster. Not working out. No. Cut was right. The guy's too small. He is too small. No, no. And, and I'm not I'm not big on because people would say, like, oh, Russell Wilson's too. No, Russell Wilson's a pro body. This guy's not a pro body. This guy looks like me with pads on. He looks like I a mean, little kid out there. He, he looks like me I'm with pads. Pepper, I mean, I'm too like, small he, right off the bat. Now, he don't have any wide receivers, but he just, they don't look good. I think he's, what, 5'10", and I think he weighs Maybe about 170 5'10". pounds. I mean, he just, mm-hmm. yeah, no, and I don't, that's not going to change. I mean, he's, he truly looks like at the quarterback position that he's too small for the league. It really does. Because you can't compensate for it like a Tank Dell or like uh, the guy from Philly. Uh, Smith, these guys, they know, you know, they know how to run routes. They know how to get open. They know how to, you know, they know how to go down when they need to go down. They they just, they understand how to play the game at the quarterback position. You got to be powerful yeah. and, and he don't have it. So man, that's an interesting one. So I'll, I'll take Atlanta there. Any interest in the Packers? Uh, they're favored by three and a half over Tampa. I don't like that game. No. Any interest in the Saints? Any interest in the Saints covering five and a half against the Giants? I didn't bet it, but I wouldn't touch that game. I would. I would would stay away from that. I told you guys last week, everybody. Oh, the RV said I'd take a fifteen points. The Giants stink. I said, watch out for Devito. It's the the only smart thing I said last week. Um, The Bears. The Browns are favored by three and a half over the Bears. Never doubt Justin. Fields. I just, I never picked. I think the Bears are going to win. They've no, been playing good no. defense. Good the, I agree with you. The Bears, Bears but what's his name? Caden says not playing, and he's a stud. He's in the secondary. Guess that. No, he's just sitting out. What's his name? Uh, Brisker. Yeah, God, that guy's a stud. He had 19 tackles. That guy is good. Did the you Bears... know Matt Eberflus in college had 19 tackles? His whole career? No. <laughs> <laughs> In one game. So, Pep, Pep, are you trying to sell me on the Bears here? I like the Bears to win, and I like the Jets to upset the Dolphins. You're taking straight winner on that? Zach Wilson is playing loose Uh, football right now. I I can't take the Bears over. The Jets are getting nine and a half. The other games that I personally had, I think the Chiefs covered against the Patriots fairly easily. That's a pretty easy one. That's nine and a half. The Patriots stink. Patriots are coming off a big win. 49ers should blow up the Cardinals. But I, I, that that game's too many points for me. I stayed away from it. Anytime it gets over ten, I don't I don't like to to bet it because it's just too many points, man. Too many points. You guys, that's a that's a, a, a game that's too many points. You guys are killing me. I had the I had the Titans <laughs> over the Texans. I had the Rams over the Commanders. And I got the Eagles rebounding against the Seahawks. That those are my six. Wait, wait, before before you, fi- I got to get into this Titans Texans thing. All right, so the Texans completely lay an egg last week, and you've completely given up on Stroud's them. Stroud's not going to play. Yeah. Oh, Stroud's out. Okay, so that's the that's the Titans. That's the reason why I went with the Titans. Okay, so we'll I'll stick with that one. I stay away from the Saints. The Saints are like, oh my God, you can't trust the Saints. Am I staying? I got Pep. I I can't go Jets against the Dolphins. I. I they're getting nine and a half points. You really like that game? You really think they're going to upset them? The Jets pull the upset. Oh, man. I'll Zach think Wilson's about it. Playing loose Let me see right where now. else. Caden, or, uh, you had the Chiefs covering the nine and a half, Clint? Yeah. Uh, I think the Chiefs cover against the Patriots easy. And what else did you have? I got. I don't like that game. I got the Titans, Texans. I, I got like the Rams, it. Commanders. And I got Eagles over the Seahawks. 
Who are you taking in the Rams Commanders? I took the Rams. You got the Rams covering six Minus and a half, six, so they'll yep. win by a touchdown. See, I, got I got six. I got six. Okay, so here, oh man, I got. I think I, I picked one too many here. So we got to decide which one's coming off. All right, Cincinnati at home covering three and a half over the Vikings. Yes, I like that game. I, I got line at three. I got Denver getting four and a half against Detroit. I got yeah, Atlanta covering three and a half against Carolina. Yeah, that should be a cover. I got Carolina's the Titans trying. covering two and a half against Houston. The yeah. Bears. Getting three and a half against the Browns. I don't like that game at all. And then, I don't like it. <laughs> and, then, and then the Chiefs and the Rams. I don't like that game. The Chiefs I'm between. Be I'm, I'm between the Chiefs. Chiefs I'm between Chiefs the Chiefs be and the Bears. Cover. I would, if it was me, I'd take the Bears Browns game out. But you're the guy making the call. The Chiefs should easily cover the Patriots. All right, I ain't gonna tell you guys which one. The Bears game is gonna be a low scoring game. Okay, so that's it for the pick six, guys. I cannot, I literally cannot do worse than last week. It's impossible. As a matter of fact, if you tried to pick to go zero and six, you'd have a hard time. Yeah. Like if you went through, you get lucky and win one. Yeah, you, you can't. So right six. now, right now, I mean, this is this is like a disastrous season for me. I'm thirty four and fifty. Oh, I'm like in the nineties in the league. There's only a hundred guys in the league. There's a hundred people in the league. I'm in the nineties. Oh, it's awful. I'm thirty four and fifty. There's I mean, thirty four people in the league in your ninety. No, no, no. There's like a hundred people in the league, and I'm somewhere in the nineties. Oh. I'm like ninety fifth. <laughs> I, I I'm not dead last, but if I go another over, called forty five, John. Terrible. I've had years, man, but this is not it. I can't pick games. I feel like uh, you guys ever see the movie with uh, Pacino and uh, McConaughey, Two for the Money. You ever see that? He's like a gambler. Uh-uh. Two for he, McConaughey. He's this big gambler, and he's he's you know he's hot. He's on fire. Pacino's betting. You know he, he he's one of the guys. He's on TV. You know sports betting channel and all this stuff. Anyway, he starts getting cold, and he is you know he's sweating. He's just everybody's after him. He can't get. So that's the way my picking's going right now, and it's an example of like when you catch a when you catch a hot streak, you stay hot, and when you get cold, you can't pick. It's like yeah, these guys deal with the same. Any game that's over ten, I stay away from. It's the NFL, man. You're not going to get a lot of lot of big blowouts. Yeah, but when the spreads are so close in some of these games, they're just hard to pick. Any, I mean, look at the games last week. Green Bay couldn't cover a touchdown against the Giants. I mean, it's easy to look back now and think that, oh, yeah, well, DeVito's looking good. They got Green Bay, though, is not good. I love that celebration, bro. Dude, but Green two Bay teams last, but two teams. Green Bay was getting hot, Green Bay the was hot, and they come to that game and blew it. Exactly. Well, they didn't even play that. Though. And there was, you got DeVito in there. DeVito. I did not see that happen. I thought Green Bay would win that game. I agree. And I thought that they would win it by a lot. And so you had multiple teams that can't score points. Giants, Jets, and Patriots. All put up points and all won games. Who could who could have guessed this? I mean, who, you you have teams in there that you think are are actually tanking. Nope. Like you would have thought that the Giants and not as not as much the Jets. They weren't really on the tank, but the Patriots looked like they were on the tank. Nope. And then all of a sudden they pop off. And, as Zappy's know. guy's pretty good. No, he's not. I mean, got, he's been. I mean, he's had some decent games, but they they don't have the quarterback thing figured them. out, and they're trying to get a QB. They're looking at this. They're probably going to go Drake May. The Bears are probably. Hopefully, they're going to get the one pick. We'll get into that. I want to get. Um, we're saving Bears till the end. Uh, I'm sa- making a prediction on who the best quarterback that comes out of this draft is. I think your next Drew Brees is Bo Nix from Oregon. That's going to be the guy in this draft. 
that comes out and is the best quarterback in the NFL. Bo Nix has been in college like eight years. Eight years? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's been around a while. He's been playing a while. But, no, he did have a good year. He's in a good system over there, too. He was um, in, I think it's Caleb Williams. I mean, I, I just he's I think he's going to have it. Just, I mean, came from, How about this Drake man? I heard good things about him. Yeah. Is he solid? He came from Oregon. Oregon runs a professional Offense. They don't run all this jib and drag. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Yeah, yes. Drake May. What scares me is he's he coming. He's a big guy he's coming too. from the same place Trubisky came from. Yeah, he oh, comes from no. North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina is right now. North Carolina is not a quarterback. I, I don't know. What did we see? Who was scouting that guy at the time? Well, whoever, whoever thought that somebody was going to actually get him second instead of right, third, right, right. To move that up. guy should have immediately been fired. fired. You could have got him at 15. Just, How do you move up for that? Not only oh, did they move yeah. up, who did they pass on? That yeah, draft, the worst. Mahomes, Mahomes Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. I mean, they just passed on all these guys, and then they traded up to get them. I mean, it was like the worst evaluation process I've ever seen. Well, look at last this year. We drafted, um, we kept, uh, we trapped C.J. Stroud. We could have had him. Yeah. This uh, is yeah. Like a yeah. good guy. He's our guy. Save it. Save it for the Windy City Corner because first we'll, we'll, we'll jump to Pops and Flops. I, I want to hear from Pep. I mean, we've been – every time Clint's, Uncle Clint here's talking fantasy, he says, uh, Pep gave me this guy. Uh, Pep really likes this guy and that guy. You're getting into playoff time now. It's I mean, who, who do you like for Pops and Flops here? You got anybody written down? Yeah. One guy, he's on my other league. But I think he's, I'm going to play him this, this week is uh, Keaton Mitchell. I think he's going to pop this week playing against Jacksonville. So we'll see what happens there. Give us a little detail on this. Who's this guy? Keaton Mitchell. Who's he? Uh, running back. Running back. Ravens. For the Ravens. Got it. Okay. So he's your pop. You got yep. anybody that you think is going to stink it up? Somebody that's going to miss the mark? Um, I can't think of anyone right now. Um, Clint, you know anybody? You for, my, for my fantasy pop and flop this week, I played the, I think, Wandale Robinson this week is going to pop off. Giants. I like that guy, man. I picked him up. That and, guy can catch the and football. I think that Zappy is going to flop this week for the England. <laughs> is he? Is Zappy who's actually going to be starting QB? Yes, he is. Okay, Zappy's I, they, in there. They bounce back and forth. So, so Zappy's much. I, I can't in Kansas City. So that, that's a, a even easier reason why you should be picking Kansas City to cover the spread. I would think so. Who's going to QB the Vikings this week? Do you know that? Mullins. Mullins. Mullins is, so Dobbs is Dobbs worked his way. <laughs> Yeah, From magic to down. magic to tragic on that one, he worked his way out. Uh, my my, I'm pop, interested oh, to go see ahead. this Chandler guy from from Minnesota because he's, gonna have big, big, he's big my pop. He's There's my pop. Talk about that guy. That dude is explosive. You see that guy from Cincinnati? He's fast. Chase Brown. Yeah, watch out for Chase that. Chase Brown is fast, and now like they they found a little rhythm between him. He's he's had some nice catches. 30, 40 yard receptions, and Mixon's on fire now. Yeah. Mixon, Mixon is the old. That dude. Somehow, he don't look good. He's always going to carry me. They don't, they don't, they don't know how to use him. I always felt just, like if that dude's on the. I never picked him in fantasy. Mixon never gets hurt, dude. Mixon never gets hurt. Caden has him all the time, and the guy puts up numbers. The thing is, is they. They don't give him enough. Like, they'll get on the goal line, he'll get stopped, and they won't give it back to him. I mean, he's going to get in. This backup quarterback that Cincinnati's got ain't bad. Browning's looking Browning good. Is yeah, he has. Good. He's looked pretty All right, good. I got I to gotta pop. That's it's, – it's, I, actually, I got two. Have you won any games this year yet? Like I, I actually won. Two dubs. I won against, like, the – What are you talking about? Got two, two dubs, games. man. His two whole wins? season, you had two oh, wins. Man. He had a bad year. All right, so I got 
Bad year. I got, uh, well, you'll, you'll get better. I got two guys. So, first one is Jalen Hot. Oh, who? Dude, why do Hot? Is this, be, this is becoming Hunt. part of the show, isn't it? No, 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 no. Be, who is Jalen I don't know. What, what team's he plays for the Giants. He's a wide receiver. Jalen Hot? Why don't you go with Uncle Clint's Wandale? The, yeah, the Wandale. guy's a stud. And you're going to pull some other guy off the bench? The one is uh, Rico Dewell. Rico Dewell. Who's that? He plays for the Cowboys. Dowdle. Dowdle. Yeah. Dowdle. He's the backup for uh, a Pollard. And then my uh, flop is Puka Nakua. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. you can't have Puka's. Puka's um, pretty consistent. Um. Um. I told Pepe about Puka. I was going to say Ackler. I was gonna, I was gonna say Eckler, but he's playing tonight and he's flopping. But I can't say that. Well, <laughs> that been flopping. Yeah, I'm yes. Gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say Gabe Davis. My, my flop this week is T Higgins, and I, I, the reason I'm going that route is because when I watch those games, I'm realizing that Burrow throws T Higgins open a lot. T Higgins does not get open. He's a great catcher of the football. But he doesn't seem like he gets that separation doesn't that Chase gets. He doesn't. He always all his catches look hard, and with the backup, even more so. Like Burrow is a guy that can get him the ball, but I worry about him going somewhere and being a number one. And I like T Higgins. I think he's got great hands. But like you said, he don't get the separation. And someone's gonna get him as a as a number one wide receiver. They might be in, that may not be the best move. The Bears were trying to get him. It was funny last week watching Mahomes go ape when. This team usually gets every single call in the NFL. I know where this is One finally goes against him and he starts whining and crying. He's a prima donna. I I would say that it made Mahomes, it did not look good on Mahomes. The deal with, you know, Allen comes out midfield and he says to him, uh, you know, hey, that was the worst call I've ever seen or what. It just kind of, it looked very sore loser. Uh, It was a sore loser type of mentality. I, I, you know, like you said, he this is a guy that won the Super Bowl on a bad call, and he's yeah. going to get out there in a regular season game and, and complain about that. Is the only the only legitimate claim that he had there is that he checked with the ref. No, he he. I don't think Tony did. did not check with the ref. He Tony did. doesn't know what he's even doing out there half the time. But Tony the, probably lined up offsides about seven or eight times in that same game, and that's the problem. That's the, that's the legitimate part of Mahomes' argument is that if you're going to call it, call it. Yeah. Don't call it in yeah, the biggest play can, of the game. He it. Yeah, and then leave it. He, he was offsides. There's no doubt about it. But, but don't don't call it when it changes the whole game, and then leave it. You know, leave this going. Essentially, how do you whole. think Mahomes would have felt if they actually called it seven times when he was offsides? Well, well he if, if if they called it in the second quarter, I agree with Caden. He would have fixed it. You know what I'm saying? He's like dumb. <laughs> Tony's dumb. He don't know what he's doing. He's not going to be in there. Well, did you know who had the winning touchdown on that play from Kelsey? It was him. It was Tony. Tony. <laughs> he lined up on Tony. No, it was a relay. He threw it back to Tony. Hey, when he first came in the league, I thought he was one of the most electric runners I've ever seen. Did you see him? Um, got hurt. And uh, Chris Jones, he was in a press conference, and and you just see like a, like a, like a ceiling collapse. Oh yeah, yeah. They said the, the roof came down on the on the Chiefs. I did see <laughs> and he, and he that. Went the, and he went out. He went out. He left. But that was not a good look for Mahomes, no. and it indicated it, it indicated frustration with with finally not winning this year. Are they? It, it don't look like it. No. It don't look like it. He's got like I say, for example, like Rice. 
He's a stud, but he's not ready yet. I would not you know be what I mean? surprised he's, if the officiating doesn't get him all the way through. I, uh, Uncle Clip makes a point there because this is all, this is planting a seed. Yep. This is in the officials' brains. KC just planted a seed, which is the the, the league wonder boy Patrick Mahomes is not happy. Start watching to make sure he is happy. Brady got it for years. It's moved into think, Mahomes now. What if um, what if Mahomes like what if nobody like held back Mahomes? Do you think he would attack the ref or like? No, no, he was just yelling at him. He, he was just yelling from the side. He looked like, like he was going. Now, what is going on with this Draymond Green deal? If anybody else would have done what Draymond Green did, they'd be out two, three, four, maybe he suspended five games. He suspended, and they suspended indefinitely. this guy indefinitely. What happened? That's a joke. No, Draymond's already been suspended twice this year. That's why. He, he threw a punch at a guy. So oh. now he's got an indefinite suspension. Should Did he, he maybe, choke somebody first? Maybe yeah, he already choked somebody. See, you're missing playing. all this. No, he choked Gobert like he's still WWE. 10, 15 games, an indefinite suspension is ridiculous. Yeah, but they're Everyone's figuring like, out what I to hope. do with him because they think he's lost his mind, and yeah. they might be right. I mean, this is becoming, you know, the Warriors aren't playing very good. Draymond, every game, is. In, it seems like every other game is in some type of altercation. He clearly, you know, what he's doing, and then he tries to cover up with it. Oh, he's trying to pretend like... You know, I, I was showing that he was fouling me, so I kind of over-exaggerated it. And he, he clearly threw a punch. I mean, the guy, the guy's losing it, and the league is trying to figure out what to do with him right now. I think his his stay in Golden State's coming to an end as well. I mean, that's just not. He's going. been in the league how many years? It's it, it, well, over ten. I was going to say ten. Yeah. yeah, I would say ten. That's what sticks out to me. Draymond Green. There's been like three people saying like, "I hope that brother gets help or something." Yeah, well, well the guy that he hit, Kevin, said, Kevin Durant, also said that too. Well, you know, he had issues with KD back then because they were always jawing with each other. He wasn't going to let KD's kind of a little. He can be a prima donna at times too, and that's not that's Draymond. I mean, that don't fly with Draymond. Hammered. Yeah, he did. I agree. It's he the Draymond situ- the Draymond situation. It really stands out. He hit the guy last year, and they said the team never really recovered from that. He hit Jordan Poole in practice. I don't know what the – I forget what the details behind that were, but that's kind of where, still it, the team. where nobody, it all started. Nobody else in the league would have ever done Let me tell, let me tell Rashid, you. Rashid Wallace did ten times worse things than Draymond Green did. Never got an indefinite suspension from the NBA. Rashid Wallace was the dirtiest player ever to play in the NBA, and, they, and he got away with way more stuff than Draymond Green, and they never put him on any type of indefinite suspensions or anything. Let me tell you why he's still on the team. Uh, Last year, Draymond Green was one of the best defensive players in the league. I mean, he's still oh, – good. Draymond Green is still a very valuable asset to a team. And and if he's not in Golden State, somebody's going to take a shot at him because of – specifically because of his defense. He don't even look to score. But he is a Swiss Army knife on D, and, and he can be very disruptive. He's like a, he's like a Rodman. He is because he's not big. He's like a Rodman, whatever, six seven, six eight, and he can guard anybody. And he he's just a unique player. I mean, he can pass. They can run offense through him, so he can flash up to the top of the key, and they could literally run the ball through him on offense. So he can do a lot of unique things, and that's why he's in the league. Otherwise, he'd be gone. And Rashid was a Rashid was a, a tech dude. He was constantly getting technical fouls, but Rashid wasn't choking people, dude. You got to check out the footage on what this guy's doing. He's losing his mind on the court. I mean, he, he had Rudy Gobert in a Hulk Hogan chokehold from behind. behind the sleeper. So again, when you see when you see that he was basically he it was a bare naked. He was gonna take his breath away when you see it happening in such a 
short period of time, right? How many games in the season are they in? And this guy's already had that many incidents. It's not about his career at this point. I mean, he's had he's had multiple incidents where he's kicked guys in the in, you know right. in the private parts, and he's had, I mean, this guy has he's got a track record, man. He's got a Rashid Wallace type of track record. So that's what Draymond. I mean, he like. probably doesn't have half the technical fouls Rashid Wallace. He may not. He may not. That guy was the dirtiest player ever played in the NBA. All right, we're moving on to our final segment. All right. This is Caden's Corner. It's the Windy City Update. And, Caden, we want to start this thing off with the field stock because we've kind of pushed it back here. It's it's on – this is national sports radio right now, this fields thing. I mean, you hear it on the local it's radio. Right but they – it is getting covered nationally, what to do with fields. I've been pretty consistent. Clint's been pretty consistent. I just think, again, he, he's been playing for three years. He doesn't throw guys open. He doesn't um, – he throws to open guys. That's it. And even in this last game where they won, he had D.J. Moore to seal the game at the end. It, there was nobody within 15 yards of him, and he threw That's the ball well. 12 yards over D.J. Moore's head. I mean, it's things like that where you see fields and you just go, he's never going to get it. Never going to be a consistent passer. He, he, I agree. He will not be a consistent passer. I actually he think will. he's. I actually think he's going to be a good player. I mean, I think he can go to another team. But when it comes to a team like the Bears, and again, just my opinion, Caden, you could bring your stuff to the table for sure. When you look at the finances and how it relates to quarterbacks and quarterback deals, they got him for one more year, and then he gets expensive. Okay. If you have an opportunity to bring in. The top prospect. They're saying Caleb Williams is the is the top prospect since Lawrence. Like he, I would stay as far away from that guy as possible. You don't like Williams? Absolutely not. I want his mom. Anytime I want, somebody cries to his mother because he loses <laughs> a football game, he's not mentally tough enough to play in the NFL. He's not mentally just, tough enough. I don't want. I don't want to play games anymore. Quit going with these fringe guys. Yes. Quit going. The, the research. You know what? The the stats say. The research says Caleb Williams is the guy. The Bears need to quit doing magic tricks and bring in the guy that is nationally known to be the number one dude and see what he can do. I think that would be a bigger mistake than getting fields. Yeah. But it's a, it's a mistake. But if you go get a rookie, now you got a cheap QB, man. What, what, what do you do? Are you going to go pay fields in 2025? You're going to go pay him $25 million or pay him long-term? I'm going to no do way. the same thing I've been saying all along. I'm going to get a quality veteran quarterback. So, to, quarterback to so according to CBS Sports, these are the Week 15 QB power rankings. Number one. This is Brock, fantasy garbage. No, no, it's QB power rankings for oh. number one Brock Purdy, number two Dak Prescott, number three Josh Allen, number four Lamar Jackson, number five Jalen Hurts, number six Patrick Mahomes, number seven Tua Tagovailoa, number eight Matthew Stafford, number nine Russell Wilson, and number ten. Justin Fields. All right, all right. Let me jump in for a second, and it has no, my, my comment. My, my initial comment has nothing to do with Fields. Any quarterback list that doesn't have Patrick Mahomes at the top of it's wrong. It's just wrong. And I'm not. I I'm not like a Mahomes is the is you know the greatest thing ever. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, well, and, and there's just no doubt about it. And that, that's no Brock Purdy is not, and and neither is Dak Prescott or anybody else. Now. One of those guys could have a good year, along with their team having a good year, and win an MVP or something like that, for sure. I have no, I, I wouldn't even, right now, uh, Dak and Purdy might be up there for, for the MVP. I think Tyreek's right there. I think McCaffrey should be in that conversation. But at the same time, 
I don't want to hear about any list that doesn't have Mahomes at the top. He it's just that simple. And Burrow needs to be up there, too. I don't care if he's hurt. If you're talking right now, you know, again, that list is obviously taken into account at Burrow's injury and stuff. But these guys, well, you got makes me. a lot of stuff happen. He, makes he does. He's a, he's a winner, man. Like he's also got weapons that Fields doesn't have. He doesn't have that many weapons. He doesn't have, he doesn't have weapons. better <laughs> weapons than Fields? Jason Higgins. He don't Boy. have you're talking about Burrow. Yeah. Oh no, no. I am talking I'm talking I'm yeah. talking about Mahomes. I, I you give Mahomes Comet, right DJ Moore, Mooney. I mean the Bears the Bears have weapons, they have a better run game. I the Bears have Coaching. offensive they weapons. They gotta find right a way to get a game plan. The Bears I hear a lot of Chicago fans go to this coach. They always blame it on the coach. It's never the quarterback's fault in Chicago. Never, ever, ever. It's always the coach. Then and you get another coach and you got the same pile of garbage. <laughs> For me, it's always the quarterback. Side. Jay Cutler, sorry, you're not winning with Jay Cutler. It's the quarterback. They changed the system for that guy four or five times. You know, he, he the, only, the only way they can change the system for Fields is just let him run the ball. Hand off to him, let him run the ball because he, the man cannot pass. He's a terrible passer. Terrible. He doesn't look off of his reads. He's got guys wide open. He can't, even when they're open, he can't hit them. He overthrows them half the time. Not, I mean, how many more years is this guy going to have to I, fail? I don't think you've watched in the last two weeks. Three See, weeks. I, actually, okay, so people keep talking about how they're Two weeks ago, they had a four field goal game, and people are talking about Fields like he's playing great. Two I mean, weeks doesn't define. It, it's it's horrible. Two they, two games. They had in one of those games. I'm hearing people in in the national media say, "Well, he's been really hot." I'm like, did they not look two weeks ago yeah. when the team put up a four field goal performance and won without scoring a touchdown? You're saying that Justin Fields is not throwing the ball. He threw for two two hundred twenty three yards. He didn't say he's not throwing it. He, he, said he, he looks good at times. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's got 223 some 223 yards is not that many yards for a quarterback. No, it's not. Well, Golf threw 161 yards. I tell you, Jared Golf has an evil twin that plays games for him. And Golf is another guy. <laughs> Golf is good at home. That's Golf. it. Golf. Away from Detroit, he stinks. There are times that that dude's game is just not recognizable, and then other times he looks like he's Why do you think the, the Rams got rid of him? I know. You just can't depend they on him. They saw it. You cannot depend on him. And and believe it or not, Matthew Stafford is a guy you can depend on. He likes to throw the football. Solid and he's good at throwing the football. Like Solid. Been around a long time. Solid QB. And when you talk about fantasy, if you're if you're getting fantasy points on dudes that like to throw a lot, you want receivers that play with Matt Stafford. Yeah. That dude throws the ball and, and he connects Something with a lot like of different numbers receivers. numbers great this year, but the last two games he put up some pretty good numbers. Matt For Stafford. sure, yeah. Eventually he eventually he usually, two good weapons. Well, I there. think it's been, I think it like the games in the beginning of the year. It's been like a like a cup huge game, not the best game for Puka or Puka huge game, and not a huge game for Cup. But the but the numbers between Cup and Puka have been spread out, and they both evenly have had really good games. I think that's been important. Well, you guys had two big predictions that you uh, Pep and Uncle Clint that you guys had talked about with the Puka Nakua and the Tank Dell, and and what catches me now seeing that these guys obviously Tank was going to have a thousand yard season, ten touch. I mean, he was going to have a great year. Puka's still going. Was the, the that you guys kind of talked about these two guys, and they're so different. Way different. Tank has the, the he's the route runner. He's small. He's tiny. But Puka, that dude's NFL built. Yeah, he's not a fast he, guy. He, he he's, is he's huge. He just knows how to run routes too. But he's yeah. just huge. He he is, and he can catch. Yes, yeah, he's a beast. I could when I first watched him, I'm like, oh, this is the guy they've been talking about. I'm like, he's a he's a beast. I mean, he came out of nowhere. I mean, that's I pretty know, good. Yeah. No, that was, yeah. You guys pegged that. I had I had Nakua from the preseason. I had Nakua. 
I was on him from early, early, early when he got a tough. He gave me Tank Dell. He was right on with that pick also, Chris. Tank's good. He's tank, a good the runner. A good the, these are guys that are good. The only problem with Tank, though, he's very small. Yes. See, see these things they, can happen a lot. That's exactly yes. what I said in a pot earlier in the year. When you're small, his size, you yeah. may get injured. A little injury. Those, those guys, Pepper, the kind of guys that you pick up early in the year and win fantasy football leagues with. Those are the key pickups early in the year because nobody else is going to have them. And those are the kind of guys that will get you in the playoffs and get you fantasy football wins. Well, I think both those guys are, are going to be around for a long time. I mean, these are guys that are going to put up numbers in this league for a long I time. I think so Tank those... is too small. He's going to get like a devastating injury. I think I think Tank will put some size. Again, Smith Smith was a Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. He's not much bigger. No. Steve Smith was five now. Yeah, but he finds he finds it, and he doesn't really get hit that hard. These guys, and believe it or not, Marvin Harrison, when he played with Peyton, was very similar. He was a small guy, and he used to catch balls and just go down. And like, if you you kind of know your limitations as a wide receiver, you can avoid some of those big hits. And then you got guys like T.O. that don't mind eating over the middle of the field and just getting blasted. But like Marvin Harrison wasn't doing that. And Tank Dell, Devonta, these guys know what they need to do to stay healthy, and I think they can do it. You look at those two in Philly, Smith. And uh, Brown, Brown, two totally different guys. Yep. Speed, power, and, and if, you, if they're almost the two guys that if you put them together, you'd have the perfect wide receiver because they, you know, Devonta is he's the route runner that they're struggling so bad. Yeah, you know what? What's happening with Philly right now? They're not scoring touchdowns on offense, and then when you flip to the other side of the ball, they're just defense getting beat up. Yeah, no, they're just getting beat up on defense. You said. Last week, I think come playoffs, things might be different. Well, they, right I think now, they will be, but yeah, I think they will be, but they're getting beat bad. up. They got an easy schedule the next four weeks, and if they went out, they'll still be the number one seed. Key so. to them is they get that defense going, and the offense will be fine. Something about Philly that always makes me think that they're going to get it done. I mean, I you know, like I said, they can play a lot of different they styles. Better hurry up because the 49ers look dominant. The, the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, again, if you want to go on face value with what you're seeing right now, the 49ers don't look like that they Debo can be beat. That Samuel was a machine. And, and, they have so many ways they can strike. It's like, and on the other yeah. side, and on the other side of the ball, they're built. Yeah, you know? like that's are, the thing with them is they can, football. Yeah. Yeah. They remind me a lot of the Buffalo Bills. Choke City come playoff. He thinks they're going to choke. Well, my, I, I, there is a little bit of a fear factor in the, in the Purdy thing. Choke me, choke That's my out. pick to win it. Is it 49ers? I, it's a good pick, right? I, if you I, look I take, right now, they look like I'll the, take the Ravens. Is that who you think they're going to see in the, the, in the final? In the whole shot. I don't even think I don't 49ers make it to the, the Super Bowl. Playoffs. I don't even think the 49ers you know, make it to the Super The road in the NFC is going to be interesting because the road out of the Ravens. I see Dallas. You're talking the AFC. AFC, AFC. Dallas-Baltimore. But, but this is what I'm saying about the NFC is who's going to be the team. Like, if you got to go and beat Dallas and Philly or beat Dallas and San Francisco, like, depending on how that lines up, you, you only want to have to beat, like, Philly in that Philly-Dallas-San Fran combo. Ideally, you only want to have to beat one of them. Like, yeah. Philly would only have to beat San Fran, or San Fran would only have to beat Dallas. If you got to go through two of them, that's a tough, you know, yeah. they're all going to have to take each other out at some yeah. point, but it's I just was, I was that Dallas line for a long, long time, but Dallas the last two, three weeks has proved to me. Yeah, but I'm, Dallas is ready. They're always the back out. of my mind. They always find a way to choke. Stephen A. says they'll find uh, a way. I, I think that team still does because you saw what Seattle's offense did to them. I think their defense is capable of all of a sudden getting smoked. And even in that game against Philly, when they had the game in hand, you're thinking this thing, God, there's no way that they Dak all of a sudden fumbles the ball. Oh, the guy picks it up. The guy picks it up, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, is this going to happen? Obviously, they ended up walking away with the game, but 
I, I got to give Dallas the credit. They've beat a couple of quality teams the last couple of weeks. They look like the real deal. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl because I just don't trust Dallas. I, I, I don't think either. AFC's winning the Super Bowl this year. And then so? said Kansas City Chiefs, they got so much playoff experience. If they, once they get in the playoffs, they're tough to beat you the You just playoffs. don't know. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to play against anybody. Yeah. And the, how about the strange uh, – because I think the Bills are going to beat the Cowboys this week. I think the Bills are just – I. I I think that it's, that's it's, a good game. That's so a good one. No, they dude, the bill, so the Bills are <laughs> the Bills are a good so team. Bad. Like I just don't understand. The record don't Here's show the it. reason no, why man. the Bills never win. They can't run the football. You have to be able to run the football if you're going to win. They, they don't try to run about, the football. They don't. I don't get it. Just, I mean, uh, Josh Allen throwing so many picks is because he, there's so, so many picks because, like Clint said, they don't run the ball. They're passing too much. He's he also makes some dumb throws. Too. He makes yeah, some dumb throws, but he's also a gunslinger. Like meaning that that dude, if it's the end of a half or something, or if he's got a chance to say they got like a long third down, right? He's a dude that's going to throw a punt. Yep. Meaning that you, if you don't catch it, it's the same thing as a punt. He gets a lot of picks like that. He, I mean, he, he's a, he's a guy that's always drafted high in fantasy football, and I stay away from him because there's no reason in the world. To be drafting quarterbacks inside the first five or six rounds in fantasy football, there's just no reason. Yeah, but you're you're there's a handful of quarterbacks that give you a running element that are going to get you five to ten rushing touchdowns every year, and Josh Allen's one of those guys. Right. And I think that when you add that element, you got to well, consider those guys if, earlier. If you take Allen say in the first or second round, I'm not saying first or second because that's usually where he goes. He I'm saying the always goes early. Yeah, yeah, first or second, first or second round. And that's early, can, and then you can grab a guy like even though he stinks, he's a good runner and for fantasy. See, football, Justin Fields is a good quarterback. So yeah. you could grab a guy like him in the 10th, 12th, 14th round to cancel out your first-round pick in Josh Allen. That's why my formula running back, running back, has always worked for me, and I, I still stay with that. It's getting harder and harder and harder now, though, because they're they're really going uh, running back by committee. In a lot of these, I was going to say the run, days, days of the running back first in fantasy is going away, dude. It's going to white house. Cowbell running back is it's hard to do. Yeah. You got to have an early pick. Get him a besides McCaffrey, who is really that dependable at running back? Yeah, and why is McCaffrey so valuable? Because he catches the ball yeah. a lot. I mean, that's the thing. So the wide receivers are actually going to start taking over the top end of the draft. Henry's down, Henry's down, Henry's down. He's still going to have another 10, 11, 12 touchdown season, just like he always does, steady as he goes. But 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 grabbing him ahead of a guy like Tyreek Hill, who's you know the guy's going to give you, you know, yeah. 100, 120 five, catches. Five, and, year, five years ago, you would never see as many wide receivers. Right, the game has changed. But if you get like a Derrick Henry and a Joe Mixon, and like say the first and the second round, those guys will typically cancel out your wide receiver and your and whatever their second round pick is. Typically, your two running backs will will out, outscore those two guys. I was always the same way when I played fantasy baseball. I never took a first baseman with an early pick because those guys were a dime a dozen. I would always go out and get like a premier shortstop or a premier second baseman, and then get my Mo Vaughns and Carlos Delgados and guys like that. That's why I played fantasy right. long ago. Give one of those guys, you know, in the fifth or sixth round to cancel out your Albert Pujols and guys like that. Now, they didn't fully cancel them out, but the quality that I got in between those 10 rounds when I made the pick more than offset uh, the guy taking the Pujols early in, in, in the 
in the rounds. But the game's changing is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, it is. It's, the it's, game's changing. The running back thing, like I said, guys aren't... more hard for my strategy to work. I'll tell you right now, if you don't have a back in a PPR that's catching a lot of footballs, you're going to make a mistake by picking the backs early. You need guys that catch the ball. McCaffrey's valuable because he's going to get you 60 to 80 catches. That's right. Those are all Eckler points. Used to always be Eckler, too. This year, he's having a bad year. Oh, clip this year. This year he's having a bad year, but... But normally you're right. He catches the football. Camara is another guy who gets a ton of dump offs, you know. And he, and he, he, he I also Pep, told you that David Montgomery was going to have a big year this year, and he's 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 enough. Interesting he's combination there with him and Gibbs. The way that they're like they, they get inside the ten. Good, he it? does, but that's a perfect combo there. Montgomery runs super hard. Gibbs is Gibbs and uh, Bijan. They remind me a lot of each other. They got that. They're super athletic. Bijan has not been very impressive this year for a guy that was drafted that high, though. If you played with Desmond Ritter, <laughs> Desmond Ritter is <laughs> Bijan has had a good. But Bijan has had an up and down kind of year, game to game type of thing. But he's had some moments, man. You could tell he's got it. I mean, he's he's a special player. So I know I know that we've bounced this around a bit. We started with this Fields thing, and again, the the right move for the Bears being a team is is. I'll give you a moment, but they need they need to move on. It's time. He's had he's had three full seasons. And now here, again, these scenarios can change, yeah. but as of right now, the Bears got the number one pick. Yeah. You can argue about who that pick is, I don't care. But you take a quarterback. And you keep two first round picks, right? If you keep two top for ten the next picks. ten years. Yes, exactly. Two top ten. Losing organization for the next ten years. Here, That's a hundred percent. If you, you get would, the number one pick right now, you take a quarterback and you move on. So you're going to Trade fields then. You trade oh, yeah. fields. Yep. You oh, trade them. You trade them because you're going to get a third rounder. Like for I said, you've a, for got a bad ice. You probably get a second rounder maybe. I'll take a bad ice one. You're too close. to. You might get a second rounder if he finishes strong here. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Because I heard some people say, well, why don't you just keep a couple quarterbacks? No. No. If, if So what happens now? Fields is constantly on edge about if he's going to lose his job. Yeah. He has one bad game and you drafted at quarterback number one. Yeah. He's out. So you got to – you move on. That's It's my opinion. But keep in mind that I don't want to throw too much shade at Fields. I think he can be a good quality player in the NFL. I just think timing-wise for the Bears, they gave him his time. They need to move on because financially it makes the most sense. You're going to keep him one more year at $6 million, then pay him $25 million for that extended year. And then, uh, no, you could bring a, a guy in a for close to. can't consistently throw the ball is not going to give you be that much quality. How do you know he can't consistently throw the ball? Because he's proved it to me for the last three years that he can't consistently pass the ball. But he's proved it over and over and over and over. I over. agree with you, but the only reason that that I don't think he's going to be a, a great quarterback, but the reason I – there are certain franchises out there that can fit a guy in and just make it work. And, and a, an example would be if you put him in Pittsburgh, Right. Great coach in Tomlin. They'll build through the defense. They'll they'll tell him this is what we need you to do, and this is it. The Bears, they're coaching not great. They're probably well, figuring. Feels the hero. They're 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 probably looking at it, going, we're we're doing the best we can do with this guy because he can't you know throw into those tight windows and do throw it down the They're field, and do certain things. He just can't do that. Like he can't. Pre- he, like you said, he's like wow. The other thing is, throw. is he can't predict where a guy's going to be. No. You ever you watch other guys throw the ball like before no. the receivers made his move no. and then the ball's waiting for? That's not Fields. He'll never be able to do that. At least it doesn't appear they're, that way. You don't have a look, and he's, he's already the ball already gone. It, it, exactly. Exactly. So I don't think that he'll ever be able to do that. But right now, just from a long-term perspective for the Bears, right now, it's time to move on. Go ahead, Katie. Well, I was about to say, I mean, I think 
Yeah, it's a problem if he's like, oh, like a Tom Brady, like like a body of a Tom Brady that he can't run. But Fields can run the ball. I, I'm not sure. I think sometimes Fields depends too much on the running. But I don't know. The Lions have a very good defense, and it seemed like he, there was. It, it kind of seemed like Fields. I mean, he wasn't throwing the consistent balls down the field. But I feel like most of. I feel like most importantly, he was being smart with the ball. Knowing when, knowing when to uh, throw down the field, knowing when to dump off, knowing when to run. I think being smart, you know, it's kind of fifty-fifty. I, I really, I personally really like Fields. I think he has a lot of talent. He's really showing a lot of grit. This is definitely not not as bad the year he's wanted, but he still found a way after an injury. Every time, it kind of seems like he's uh, trying to keep his head down. Um, he finds he finds ways to uh, keep his head up and like bounce back. Give me a run first quarterback that's won a Super Bowl. A run first guy. Meaning Michael the Vick. guy. Oh, yeah. mean, no, but, but Vic, let's, let's let's tell it like it is. He's Mike, not a run first. Mike, Mike Vick was the great Mike Vick was the greatest running quarterback. I don't care how much these guys have rushed for more yards than him, Lamar and all that. Vic was oh my god. I don't think there's Special. ever been a run first. That's what I mean. Like a guy that's gonna pull it down and go. And Lamar would be the guy you think the of. The only quarterback that won a Super Bowl that was a halfway decent runner that I could think of was Steve Young. I was going to say Steve Young was was not a run first quarterback. I had to think for a second who, because it's Exactly. Steve That's what I, run. Yes. Right. Steve Young was, was a good. running quarterback, but he wasn't run first. No, no. He had to run, he could go. Right. Exactly. No, I, yeah, He's I agree probably the closest thing to so When you look back at that, that's well, what I'm saying. Like, like that, you got him on your bench. <laughs> like, and I see, right, and I see Fields, I see Fields as a run first guy, meaning that you look at that first read and then you look for an opening. He's not progressing yeah. through. His running is nowhere, nothing close to what he did last year. Right, yeah, he was taken off even more. You're right. That was because of coaching. Yeah, they couldn't. Ga- they had to game plan that out. Figuring still runner, but right last away. year he was having 100 yard games. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Again, I th- it looks right now like the Bears are going to get the they one pick from Carolina. The They'll this probably. This is what they do. This is what they need. They're to not make making the playoffs. the playoffs. No, this is what they need. No. They need to. I got actually a screenshot. Of this. I know what they need. I love the fact that you love Chicago teams this much. They're not making. The playoffs, um. So this is what they need. So they need to win out. And the schedule's not bad. To win out, like that's the first thing they need. They, they first the thing Browns, they need to win Cardinals, out. Cardinals, Falcons, and Packers. That's possible. Those are tough teams. Defense. They need the Vikings to lose three plus. They need the Seahawks and Rams to lose three two plus. The Rams are a quality team. I, I they're, think they're heating up yeah. right now. And they need the Falcons, Buccaneers, and Saints. But they only need two of those teams. To um lose two plus games. That's too much. Another guy that's been carrying me is that, that Rams running back. Oh, he's a Williams. That guy's been carrying me this year, man. That we were on him last year. Remember, that, we that, wanted that, him so bad. Yeah, that's a good pickup. That guy's a, a stud. Then. This year he yeah. comes in and and, 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 that, and that guy from Pittsburgh is going to be the next guy. Jalen Warren, Warren, he's going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah Najee. Najee has not ball. been what they thought. Najee Warren's going to be there. I thought this would be the year for him. I'm, I was. Thinking next year should be the year. And I think him. that guy, when what's his name's leaving this year, I think, is uh, Harris? Tennessee, Derrick Henry. And that Spears guy is going to be good, too. He looks good. Keep an eye for, for him. My, I'm good. predicting right now that we had this conversation, Fields to the Steelers. That's my prediction. I'm going I'm going with it. Well, here's what, I, here's what I think I would do. I'm keeping okay. Fields, and I'm getting Marvin Harrison and a good edge rusher, and I'm just going to give it another go. That's what I would do. Exactly. 
I'm, I'm not no, disagreeing. I'm, uh, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison is he's guy, generational. Let's, let's give year. That gives you Harrison on one side. It yeah. gives you more on the other. It puts Mooney in the slot. You got Komet in the tight end. I mean, they're loaded with weapons. They got a good defense. Is really starting to come around. Gives you no, it's no more defense. Does look as if they do that. There's no more excuses for the guy. I'm saying, give it one more shot. The defense is taking the ball away. One more shot. Yeah. Hey, man. I like I said, it's not what I would do. Even even with the game against the Vikings. Yeah, the one where they got the four field goals. Yeah, Yeah, that was great. It's not about. (laughs) But his his next four games, if he has lays eggs, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody. How many other quarterbacks are still auditioning three years into the league? That's what I'm saying. We're still the big three years. It's about winning games. Fields didn't have the best Stroud. game, but Fields won. He didn't win the game, but he, the, the Bears won the game. And okay. he was a big part of it. It's about winning games. And right it's now, about Fields winning games, and the Bears are five and what? They're going to make the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Caden, finish up with the Bulls. What do okay, you got, so man? the Bulls. This is Caden's, but he's in on the Bulls, man. This kid's watching them. Yeah, so they actually, they've them actually, much. according to like 10 minutes ago, they beat yeah, the so Don't go too far dead. in the weeds on this. According to you, the hoops is still good. The Bulls are, the Bulls, I keep up on they're fun to watch. They won a few games. Do you want to give us anything on Caden or what? Yeah, so Kobe, so Kobe's wife. games? Uh, the Bulls had one at one point. They I think won, they had three in a row. Yeah, oh, so they won three in a row. Three no, in a row. And then they lost. Ten years. They had four in a row. Wait, yeah. No, three. three Interestingly three. enough, three three in a row, all without the no, four because they beat the Bucks. Then they beat the. Um, they beat the Bucks. That's good. I think uh, it was three, dude. Hornets, Spurs. Maybe. Anyway, just go, just um, go ahead. Then they lost two in a row against the Bucks. Did they win the tonight. Nuggets. Yeah, they won tonight. They against beat the, the Heat, Heat tonight. One twenty four, one sixteen. Kobe White. He's been playing well. He has, I mean, he's had 26 points. Uh, Vucevic, I mean, this team, I mean, I really like, I'm starting to like Kobe White. I mean, he's scoring, he's scoring 20 points every game. What's he, what's he averaging right now? Is he up to 20? Over 20 points. Is he? He's playing well. He's been playing, and he, he's been, he's been getting where he wants. Even against the game against the Bucks that they lost, he's getting, Kobe White, they can't guard Kobe White. That's what I'm saying. They, and the the Bucks are, who, they say who's the, the facilitator. For it's Kobe White. That's why uh, they're talking about trading Levine because they play better without Levine. They are. They're playing better without him. Levine they, demands the ball too much. Are you laughing because it's Levine? Or what are you laughing? I knew <laughs> it. I knew it. What is it? Levine. 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 But Ayo he came off the bench and dropped 24 points. Who did? Tonight? I, that's the highest of coming off the bench scoring for the Bulls. Here's an interesting thing. So, so the, the Bulls. Ayo the the Bulls are. Uh, Drummond dropped seven. Was he the same guy that just went zero 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 zero? Is that him? Oh, the guy from Illinois. He played twenty six minutes. He played twenty six minutes and he had all zeros. He didn't get a stat. No points. No no rebounds. No assists. Nothing. No twenty six minutes. The Bulls are doing a Ring of Honor in January. They got and it's supposed to. This is the first time they've between Jordan and. Now, Pippen. now, do you know what's going on with Jordan and Pippen? Jordan's son, son is, is engaged to Pippen's. They're yeah, engaged to Pippen's ex wife. Like yeah. what? I mean, come I mean, on. I mean, Jordan and Pippen had that feud with the, uh, the book and right. stuff. Yeah, and they film and they had a feud there and. Um, what did Pippen, Pippen have to say about it? I actually, Pippen Pippen about it. <laughs> yeah, I actually talked to Pippen about it. Yeah, I actually talked to Pippen because uh, my wife's carries business, sold him a container, and we went to his house when he lived in. Uh, he moved to he moved back to Arkansas, but we went to his house and he, I mean his big thing with all that was that the last dance ended up being a story about Michael Jordan rather than being a story about the Chicago Bulls, which which that Chicago Bulls team 
is an all-time great team. Don't it, 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 up it would no be way. like it would be like writing a story about Golden State and and not mentioning Clay or you know what I mean yeah. like through that the Splash Brothers because um, and and if you watched it like I wasn't thinking it because ev- everything was MJ at the time and watching the documentary people want to see MJ they want to hear him talk I mean yeah. he he kept himself out of other programs I, so that he could talk. I never was days. a huge fan of Pippen, but they don't win without him. Well, let me let me tell you something about Pip. All time, he he took the tough defensive assignments away from Every MJ game. all the time. When when Jordan went away, that team. This is how good that Bulls team was. That Bulls team was still very competitive. Bad call away from going back to the finals. Bad call away from the semi from the Eastern Conference sem, uh, Finals. That, that was and, my argument too. Like with Kobe Bryant, Kobe always had to guard the best defender on defense and score on offense. Michael never had to guard the best guy in the defense. I don't know about that. Ever. Michael Jordan was a good Pippen, defender. He was Pippen a good defender. Always guarded the best guy on the other team. Pippen, Pippen was an absolute what luxury I'm for is him. Pippen had to, is Kobe yeah. would always have to guard the best guy on defense, expend that energy, and go down and score on offense. Jordan didn't ever have to do no, that because Pippen was taking the best guy. You look at those LA teams; they also had some defensive specialists in there oh, yeah. uh, during those years. If, if you look Rodman specifically, was a defensive specialist. He was good. You know, yes, exactly. But those, but like I say, when you look at Pippen's basic point was that was a dynasty. There should have been a little bit more about the team, and that's pretty much where yeah. he was on it. And I get it, man. I get it. Like Scottie Pippen's an all-time great player, and I mean, you know, you watch that documentary, and you're like, oh yeah, Pippen was there too. You know, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. but it, it was. He kind of felt dissed. Yeah, it was. That was MJ's moment, and he took it, and and Pippen didn't didn't love the way that it came out, basically, and, and that was what it was. So, but he's very, he's uh, he's a dude that what I thought he was going to be kind of. Like standoffish, and he was very open. I mean, he was open to talking hoops. He really liked the Warriors team, like even after KD, because you know how they won another title. And I was like, I don't know, man, that team might be a little too small. And they they did win another one with with Steph being the the primary guy just a couple of years ago. So he kind of had that one pegged. Speaking of the Warriors, what happened to Clay Thompson? This like guy's like athleticism's not gone. More athleticism's gone. Injured, do nothing anymore. Tore his Achilles yep. and what? and he had yeah he had two severe injuries and athletically he never came that back. Was he a can, shooter. Oh, they had at one time I believe that when they had Durant they had the three best shooters in the league at the same time on, on that team. I mean it's that team is an all time great team all time. I mean that that team's up there with the Bulls and the Lakers. Durant and, was that good of a shooter? Oh yeah. Oh, to knock it dead, man. That guy can hit threes. Even he's when he's not open, Durant is always open because he's seven feet tall and he's got. I know, even when people are playing good defense on him. Yeah, and he had the luxury in Golden State to be guarded one on one most of the time. Which, which guys like you know, top guys, LeBron, Kobe, whatever, they typically are Double, trying to figure done, a way yeah. to get rid of, get yeah. the ball out of their hands. You know what I mean? Durant um, hit though. Oh no, Durant is an offensive, uh, offensive star. Yeah, he's and, but yeah, looking at that, so that Ring of Honor thing will be interesting to see. If, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I want to see if the Bulls are able. Do you uh, think of both getting, guys show up? Yes or no? I say no. Uh uh-uh. Who do, do you, you think, think comes? <laughs> Pippen or Jordan? Pippen is not coming. You say no pip. No pip. Here's here's what you say, right? If you knew Jordan was coming, you would definitely say no pip. But Jordan doesn't like. Where's Jordan's presence in the Bulls organization? I think since, pip shows up. 
Jordan's presence is zero. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I mean. And it's like Pippen has had way more involvement with the Bulls as a, an ambassador. He's done some things for the team. He's done some TV and so forth. Jordan has done nothing. I mean, Jordan may well, not Charles come Barkley back Charles Barkley said something about him one time, and that ended that relationship. Yeah, they were best friends. <laughs> they were best friends. Barkley said <laughs> something he didn't like, and they haven't talked in 10 that years. That makes sense. <laughs> Barkley was right. He, he hasn't done anything as a manager, uh, owner. Nothing. Yeah, so this, I mean, he was an awful owner. I mean, every move he made, and I and with this deal with his kid, he may not have been much better of a dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys got anything? I mean, obviously, give MJ his flowers, man. The guy's an all-time, you know, all-time great, and I hope that he's there. I mean, I hope that Pip's there too. You can't have a Bulls ring of honor ceremony and not have Jordan. Does anybody Pip in there. think there's a chance that both of them show up? I mean, there's always a chance, but what kind of percentage you put on that? I don't think Pip's showing up. I got to say this, Clint. Why have the Ring of Honor ceremony if you don't already have Jordan and Pippen figured out? I know. So, in other words, the the team has to know something. They have to have these guys agreed upon that they're both coming. Otherwise, why would you even be there? I'm saying they're both going to be there, and I'm only saying it because why else do it? Of I all years that you could do it. Why no you... shot that both of these guys show. Zero percent? No shot. Now, if you had one, if you had to say one shows, one doesn't. I, I say Pippen show. Yeah. You go Pippen. I just saw this thing where it says, Charles Barkley can't wait for the uncomfortable Bulls ring of honor with Michael Jordan <laughs> and uh, Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Barkley. It says he has I love Barkley. Oh, my God. On the Dan Patrick zone, it says he has his popcorn ready for the bold, bold, strange, strange ring of honor. I watch the NBA TNT stuff with Shaq, Kenny, Charles, and Ernie. I, I'll stick, stay I'll up for the game. Clips. I'll stay up for the game just to get to those guys. Yep. Like, the, it might be a bad game, and I'll stay up. I just got to watch these guys. I love they are hilarious. Kenny. It's hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny with his knees. His knees are gone. His knees are, like, knocking when he walks. Shaq's still racing him to the board. Me and Caden were watching him one the other day where Shaq went down. You ever see the one where Shaq's leg got tangled in the microphone cord? No. He went to beat Kenny up to the thing, and Shaq went down hard. Ooh. And then he's like, yo, tied it around my feet. It was I was sabotaged. <laughs> you know, he was all mad. Because anytime Kenny goes to the board, they try and race him yeah. up there. So it's really funny. Kenny had his knees. Kenny's knees. They, they, they're, they're like, like they, yeah, they touch each other when he walks. What? Like, they're like caved in. Weird. Yeah, his knees. And Kenny the Jet, man, he, he was, was a, good back in the day. He was a really good player. He was a, he was a really good player. And Barkley, I feel bad for Barkley. Barkley being on that set, having not won a championship, because Shaq will just be like, "What you talking about, Charles? You never won a title." Like, I mean, he check just out, anytime. Check Shaq. out the segment when Kenny the Jet Smith goes, "I was an All Star." Barkley and Shaq rip him up to pieces. Dude. <laughs> you ain't no All Star. <laughs> you stuck. Yeah, Barkley fun. just needed one. Barkley needed one so he could sit at the table with Shaq because Shaq just absolutely crushes him. Because yeah. Kenny did get him. He was with Olajuwon. I think in those two years, yeah, he in between won two, those two, he won two championships. Yep, he was an all star. He was an all star. Kenny the Jet hit some years. Hey, he was a dunker. He, he was, was in dunker. some of those dunk. He was the guy. He did the between the legs off the backboard, and yep. he did the little dunk Can there. You remember the one guy, Kenny the Skywalker. Kenny Skywalker. You want to talk about Kenny a power jammer, Skywalker. man? Remember how he he was laying down those windmills and God, that guy. I think fun. Larry Nance also was pretty good. Larry Nance won one, yeah. Larry Nance was a phenomenal slam dunk guy. He used to rock the cradle. The one MJ took, he got that from Nance. Nance used to rock the cradle in the slam dunk competitions back in the day. 
So this was fun, man. You guys got any last minute, any last minute sports oh, stuff I you want to add? Well, my bowls. Like, well, bowls were done. We're done with Dude, the bowls, brother. Want, if you got bowls, you got to start. Well, I can't. Yeah, I mean, these guys are starving. The night's over, man. It's Night is over. Um, so I just got to say a couple things about the game. Um, so it was it's just not like, a game by game thing. We need no, no, no. It was, it was kind of like a you have like for the bowls. Kind of seems like you have a huge game or you have a bad game because. Um, the game log was DeRozan at 23, Vucevic at 24, White at 26. And then it was Williams had, Patrick Williams had 9 points, Caruso at 6, uh, Terry had 0, Craig at 5, Drummond had 7, Carter had 0, and Desumu had 24. Didn't Caden say Caruso was the best player on the team a week or two ago? He got injured in the first quarter. Caruso's a valuable player on that team, dude. He is a defensive. He locks- he's a pest. He can lock down your best guy. He's a he hustler. He gets rebounds. I like Caruso, and he's it's not unusual to hear six or eight points. It's not unusual, dude. Got, that I guy. Think, I, I think he got injured. The Lakers want that dude back. They didn't want to tell you right now. The Lakers want that dude back right There's now. There's another guy in the Lakers that a lot of teams uh, teams want is that Reeves. Yeah, they might. The Lakers may end up making a move with him because they signed him to a pretty good deal. So yeah, they can yeah. Trade it him. just said Caruso will not return to Thursday's game. Uh, in the first quarter against Miami due to a left ankle issue. Oh, so he had six. This was in the first quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got stepped on by Vucevic, and, and he ended up going out. But uh, keep, keep us posted on the Bulls. I need to see if they if they make a move with Levine. I want to know. Uh, yeah, he's out. Really. Yeah, I mean, he's out, but it, it seems like this is a phantom injury. This is one of those injuries where it's like, you know, he's kind of out on the market a little bit right now, and I think they're going to, when he comes back, He's he's gonna. I think he's healthy. I think he's close. It, this it's a mystery injury. It's one of those trade injuries. I think he's gonna be gone. Levine, but he's a big number. I mean, this is this is a big contract. It's a max contract. They're moving him a lot of money. So I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna end up working out for the Bulls. But this has been fun, man. I'm glad you guys came over, Pep. Your name's been mentioned a bunch on the show. Glad to get you live at the house. And just so everybody knows, we upgraded the studio a little bit. Everybody's got their own microphone tonight. We're coming from a one mic setup, and uh, we got, you know, we kind of changed it to more of like a round table down in the basement. We got our Sports Life sign up. We got a legit little podcast studio going down here, so we're looking forward to many more. Shoemaker, I'm still pushing for you to get on here. He's listening, dude. He's listening, and I already told him, me and him are already set for January. He's going to bring on his, uh, he's going to bring on one or both of his sons. I'm not sure yet. We haven't, we haven't confirmed it, but one of his kids does a lot of the, uh, he does like the radio and stuff for LT for like the football games and stuff. So he's got some, he's got a lot of sports background. And when Caden and Hunter, the younger boy, when they talk, these guys are sports. Schumacher's a wizard, man. Who is this guy? The guy I used to coach with. Oh. Yeah, these guys, they're all, we're all dads that love sports. And uh, he, he's a big he's a baseball wizard, guy. Clint loves him. And um, it's, it's fun to bring more guys in from the neighborhood and stuff. So this has been a blast. Remember to like us and uh, follow us on Spotify and Apple, wherever you guys get your pods. Trying to build a little following here. Hopefully you guys like the content. Thank you so much for being with us. Have a great night.